Hi, this is the Organisational Success Academy from the Oxford Review, bringing you the very latest research in leadership, management, organisational development, design, transformation and change, human resources and human capital, organisational learning, coaching and work psychology from around the world to make you the most up-to-date and knowledgeable person in the room. Hello and welcome to another Oxford Review podcast. Um, I'm Sarah Smith, the commissioning editor for the Oxford Review and with me today is... David Wilkinson, the editor-in-chief of the Oxford Review. And today we're looking at a paper which is particularly exploring um, the impact of coaching on personality change. Um, so I will start off by reading a little bit through the information set out in the research briefing. Um, and as things catch our attention, then um, we, we will perhaps discuss and explore it in a bit more depth as we go through. So, um, so this is Coaching for Personality Change. Um, recent advances in personality research have shown that a number of aspects of our personality are flexible and can actually be consciously changed. So there is quite a lot of good evidence now to show that our personality tends to change over time anyway as we mature. However, there is a growing body of evidence to show that the number of personality domains, such as our level of neuroticism and conscientiousness, for example, can be consciously changed. So not just that those things will be changing as we go through time and we're maturing anyway, mm. but that with a bit of deliberate kind of intentional um, practice or adopting new behaviours, we might be able to shape some of those things. Is that... Yeah, I, yeah. And it, it, this is fascinating because quite a lot of people kind of just assume that our personality is our personality and is therefore fixed. Um, and, uh, and what this paper is saying is two things. One is our personality changes anyway as we start to mature. So there is already change going on in the background, but also that we've got probably a lot more control over what our personality is going to be, as we'll see as the paper goes on, mm -hmm. um, and that we can consciously make changes to our personality so they're not fixed and we're not therefore victims of what our personality seems to be now and if we want to make changes we can do that but we'll yeah. come on to that as yeah. we go through the paper yeah. but it is interesting isn't it i think one of the um i know one of the things i've used quite a lot in my work and and particularly in some of my coaching work is the use of psychometrics and yeah. using kind of instruments to help people explore what are the different dimensions mm. of their personality and and people often really enjoy that aspect and they kind of read the information and have this real sense of oh this captures something about who i am yeah. And I'm always, I'm kind of really excited, I think, about some of the changes in the personality research and that I've always cautioned as sort of people sometimes get very, they identify fully with that, yes. um, which I think has some limitations in terms of people feeling as if that limits their openness to change. Um, so it's really yeah. interesting to see some of the stuff that's covered up in this paper. I yeah, think. well, I, years ago when I was... Um, doing psychology um, at university level, we did a, a series of experiments actually on this mm. and um, using a couple of the, the more famous personality indicators, uh, we, did a, we, we did this really fascinating experiment where we, we put um, 150 people through uh, the personality indicator. What we did was um, we gave feedback to 100 of those people okay. um, and we split that feedback into half. So 50 people got their real feedback. Ooh. Yeah, I've told you about this before. Ah, yes. 50 people got their real re feedback, so yeah. they were told exactly what the, the indicator did. The other 50, um, the feedback that they received was chosen at random from all the other people, so they got somebody else's 
profile. Yeah. Just at random. Yeah. And then the last 50 got no feedback. Three months later, they were tested again for their personality profiles. Okay. And what we discovered was the people who got their own f um, feedback back yeah. about their, their, uh, the indicators, they deepened their personality profile so they were even more <sighs> like what they were. The interesting group were the people who'd been given somebody else's. And what we found was that their um, personality started to shift more towards the profile that they'd been given rather than what they'd actually, what it was. Yes. And then the, the group who didn't have any feedback, the control group um, on either, either cases, they stayed roughly about the same. Okay. So, which was a really interesting study. So, and and that's years ago, you know, we were yeah. doing this, you know, in the 80s. So, and therefore, clearly there's something going on in terms of our ability to be able to shift our personality anyway. Yeah, yes. And this, um, I, recently I was reading a paper the other day that was, you know, this idea of seeing personality more as, I think the phrase that's often used now is this kind of density distribution of traits, but this idea that there are different traits that we show to increasing or decreasing levels in specific contexts yes. yeah. and actually the contextual element being something that's enormously important and has perhaps been historically not as addressed as much mm. as it could have been so um yeah one, one, one view of personality is that actually it's a a, a set of um, behavioral traits in order to survive certain situations so okay. we've, we've constructed these personality dimensions if you want these ways of behaving in certain situations in order to and we've learned to do this based on how we've d done them successfully what we've considered to be successfully even if it's maladaptive yeah in the past yeah which is quite interesting and the interesting thing about this paper is it's actually an experiment based on coaching people for personality change and that's quite a significant departure from all of this yeah Com yeah mm. so let's have a look at what they were doing then so um they were um, drawing on the fact that a number of recent studies have shown that our personality predicts a significant number of life and work outcomes, both positive and negative. Um, so there was kind of an underlying assumption that there might be certain um, personality traits or characteristics that might be um, beneficial for people or people might intentionally want to develop in. Um, so personality really refers here to a set of reasonably predictive and persistent emotional thinking and behavioural patterns that predict a tendency to respond and behave in specific ways under particular sets of circumstances or situations. So that contextual element we were talking mm. about. Therefore, in order for someone's personality to have been considered to be changed, the following criteria needed to be met. So they would need to be a change in the thinking, emotional response and or behaviours when the individual finds themselves in a particular situation that these changes would need to be considered to be an enduring pattern of behaviour, emotional responses or thinking. And lastly, that the changes would need to endure over a lengthy period of time. Mm. So all of those factors are important. Yeah. Um, so personality change. Um, whilst traditionally studies have suggested that by the age of 35, the majority of people's personality is set for the rest of their life, which is interesting, um, more recent studies in 2006, 2015, 2016 and 2018 are showing that whilst for the majority of people there may be little change in personality after this age, this does not mean that their personality is unchangeable. That just because large scale studies have seen little mean level change for a population, 
it does not mean that some people within the samples did not change their personalities. To assume that our personalities are fixed after the age of 35, based on the data that the majority of people don't change their personality after this time, has been shown to be erroneous. Yeah, I think that's quite interesting, actually, mm -hmm. because it's really starting to question some of the, the the assumptions that we make about the research. Just because we're not seeing something across a large population doesn't mean that it's not happening within the population. Yes. And to make the assumption, therefore, that it can't happen yeah. is erroneous, yeah. completely erroneous. And that's what these studies yeah. start to show. Yeah, it's to question. And, yeah. Yeah. So the current thinking is that about 40% of our personality traits are genetic and that this still leaves 60% of our personality open to environmental mm. influence. Um, so this new study, which was conducted, out by, conducted by a team of researchers from the University of Wollongong in Australia and the University of Ghent in Belgium, have further questioned how open to change our personalities are in a series of experiments using a 10-week coaching programme. So using the idea of intentional change, the researchers set up an experiment whereby people were given the opportunity to choose which areas of personality they would like to change. So during the experiment, volunteers were either randomly assigned to a waiting list for coaching, so some weren't given coaching at all. Um, some were provided with a 10-week coaching course of intentional personality change. So all participants completed the NEO-PIR um, personality indicator, which is based on the big five personality characteristics or traits, before, during and three months after the experiment. So the participants comprised of 54 adults, so there were eight men and 46 women, and they were ranging from the ages of 18 through to 64, but the average age was 42. Um, the coaching programme for intentional personality change consisted of a 10-step process. So they had 10 weeks and there were 10 steps that the participants went through. So the first step involved assessing the participants' current personality and then helping them identify their values. The second step, the participants were asked to look at both the positive and the negative aspects of their life and then think about how their current personality may be having an impact on these. Um, which is interesting because that's very mm. much about grounding their assessment of their personality traits in kind of their behaviour, their context, the kind of results and outcomes that they're yes. experiencing in their life. So yeah, definitely. And uh, and as you'll see with this, that the whole thing was based on the participants' wishes. So yeah. what it is that they actually wanted to change. And yeah. um, I think some of the participants, um, and it doesn't come out in the research briefing, were quite surprised. Yes, yes. Yeah, the changes that they achieved. So participants were then asked to articulate a vision of the kind of person they would like to be and where the differences were between who they were at the time of the start of the experiment. So that real visaging mm. of kind of, you know, creating a vision of what you would like to be moving towards. Yep. Um, and a lot of this, um, you know, when you think about coaching work, a lot of some of these steps are things that mm. you might you know, recognise in a coaching process um, anyway. Yeah, they're fairly standard things, yeah. aren't they? You know, you would expect to be doing something like this as a coach. Yeah. Um, so the result of this step was then that there was a short list of personality attributes that the um, individual wanted to change. Um, so the fourth step then was that participants chose a realistic number of the personality attributes that they wanted to change. So they focused in on what um, mm. they wanted to pay atten most attention to. Um, the participants were then assessed for their attitudes towards change. So there's the kind of the work that's been done on looking at what were the personality attributes. Then there's the bit about 
openness to change. So the key things they were looking at or attitudes towards change were firstly, the importance of change, self-efficacy. So their confidence in their ability to make change, the timeliness of the change, and then both intrinsic and extrinsic motivations for the change. Yep. So that was a step in this kind of why well. why do you want to make these changes yep. so that they've got a good reason for it it wasn't just a kind of an academic exercise from their point of view quite yeah yep. then a coaching plan for each individual was created to address the changes they wished to make and the coaching commenced so for example participants who wanted to reduce their anxiety or level of neuroticism they were shown how to set goals engage in positive self-talk behave and think like people with lower levels of neuroticism etc so at week five participants were again assessed for their personality and progress was evaluated then there was a final five weeks of coaching and then a final coaching session and reassessment of the individual's personality and how the client felt they had progressed towards their desired change was assessed. Participants also developed a plan to maintain their changes. And then three months later, so the final step in the research, was that three months later all participants were again assessed for their personality. So there's quite a period of time yes. after the 10 weeks of the coaching as well. Yeah. Remember, they're looking for that yeah. kind of enduring change over a period of time. Yeah. So. yeah. And, and they, these assessment points were also applied to the people who were just on the waiting list um, for coaching, which is an interesting thing that, that the whole thing about being put on a waiting list, there was a, a series of studies done yeah. years ago um, looking at therapy. And um, so there were certain types of therapy that were, in, in fact, it was found you to be much more effective therapy to be on the waiting list than actually than receiving the therapy. So being on the waiting list, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's that anticipation that something's yes. going to happen. Yeah, People actually start to make a change, yeah. which is very different than not being on a waiting list and just thinking nothing's happening. Yes. So that step itself yeah. could be creating some change. And that's one of the reasons why they, they had yeah. this um, uh, 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 research method, I suppose. Yeah. yeah. So the results, um, so the researchers focused on three particular um, aspects of personality for change. So there were three particular ones out of the big five that um, ended up being focused on the most. So neuroticism, um, people who are high in neuroticism um, tend to respond worse to stressors and are significantly more likely to interpret ordinary situations as threatening and minor frustrations as hopelessly difficult. Um, they are therefore more often self-conscious and shy and they may have trouble controlling urges or delaying gratification. Um, so one of the, the second um, aspect they looked at particularly was conscientiousness. So the personality trait of being careful or vigilant. So conscientiousness implies a desire to do a task well and to take obligations to others seriously. Conscientious people tend to be efficient and organized as opposed to easygoing and disorderly. And the final one, the third one was extroversion. Extroversion tends to be manifested in outgoing, talkative, energetic behaviour, whereas introversion is manifested in more reserved and solitary behaviour. Yeah, I don't know about you, but you know, certainly with the experience of coaching, how many clients that you get over time who say, well, I'm, I'm just the kind of person who can't do this, yes. or I'm that kind of person. And what this is really opening up is, Actually, we can change no that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just because yeah. you think, yes, <laughs> you know, doesn't yeah. mean that we can't shift yeah. this. <laughs> and, and which is interesting in the as part of their 
the, the 10 steps that mm. they went through was that whole reflection piece on actually your levels of self-efficacy and how open do you believe you are to change yes. and what are some of the underlying... And it's yeah. one of the key things, yes. I think, often, isn't it, that we're exploring in coaching is that the openness or desire to change, yeah. that yeah. kind of um, belief that you can, is a fundamentally important part. That's and right. Actually, with that in place, yes. all sorts of things can then be achieved. But. Yeah, and it, it, it makes you wonder, you know, how many times, and I kind of think back to the coaching that I've done, you know, how many times I've actually explored with the client what their beliefs are about change. Yeah. Yeah. And quite often, I've got to admit, that I haven't. I haven't even thought about doing that step because mm. that's going to be crucial on what comes next. So if yeah. you've got a client who thinks, well, no, everything's fixed, yeah. you, you may be having a very, very difficult time about it. And that, that may, and it would be interesting to look to see if there's any studies on this, actually, that may start to explain the difference in outcome yeah. that coaches are getting with people, depending on what their sense of their belief about changes anyway. Yes, yes. I think we'll look for some, we'll yes. look to see what research there is on this. And there might well be some. So thinking about mm. um, Carol Dweck's work on um, growth mindset and oh, yes. fixed mindset yeah. and wondering how much coaches are, they, uh, yeah, yeah, maybe have a look Actually, and see I'll make a note of, of um, that. <laughs> research there might be for, we'll go off around and have a coaching look. based yeah. on some of that. Um, so the research has found that they were able to significantly decrease levels of neuroticism and increase levels of conscientiousness over the 10-week coaching program. And not only did they increase over the 10-week coaching program, these changes were still enduring three months later when they went back and checked. Um, additionally, and unexpectedly, the researchers also found that participants had significant increases in extroversion over the period of the study. Yeah, one of the, one of the reasons that was unexpected is that um, whilst they were testing for extroversion they weren't actually um coaching directly for, for it. that they, they were largely coaching for neuroticism and conscientiousness okay um they they weren't too sure that they'd have an impact on extroversion yeah um and yet they did have an impact yeah. on extroversion and just it, and it sounds like certainly the, the paper doesn't go into this too much but it sounds like just the process of changing personality as the coaching goes through is helping people move into a more extrovert place when they yes. want to yes so yes so which is yeah. interesting because that opens mm. up oh, sort of right. possibilities about um i guess kind of a sense of psychological safety and yep. that if you're feeling more psychologically safe because mm. you feel more confident in your levels of yes. um you know decreased neuroticism and increased conscientiousness yeah. does that mean you kind of you have more voice in that situational context, which then leads to, I don't know, I'm kind yeah, of, yeah. yeah well, it, and it, it, what, what it's sounding like to me is this whole thing about self-efficacy, this belief in our, our, our ability to be able to do something. Yes. It may well be, and, and the study doesn't cover this, but it may well be the fact that they've made the change gives them more confidence in their ability to make other changes. Yeah. And that's and just may the well be. increase in confidence. Yeah. And, yeah. So, um, the researchers have concluded that coaching can provide significant personality changes for individuals who want to. They note, however, that coaching needs to focus on specific aspects or facets of the personality changes that an individual wishes to make, mm. so some of the things we've picked up on. Um, lastly, the last two personality domains of the big five, so the other two, agreeableness and openness, um, were not targeted for change, so the individuals did not wish to change those aspects of their personality. 
Um, and as a consequence, there was no change in those personality domains. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see, and I think this is going to give rise to some of the studies, to, because there's still the question of, can this change occur in all domains? Mm. So all, across yes, all five yes, domains of personality. Yes. And, and that's why the, the whole thing about extroversion was a surprise, because there's kind of an assumption which is interesting, even amongst the researchers, that some of these are a bit more fixed than others. Yes, yeah. So, and this is suggesting that actually yeah. they're a lot more plastic than we, you know, there's more plasticity in these, uh, in the domains of personality than we really anticipated. So, yeah. yeah. Um, and another thing that the, um, the paper emphasises, so the coaches involved in the research were all registered psychologists with significant coaching experience. Mm. So they, these were yes. skilled and experienced professionals. Yeah, and, and that was largely for the uh, f for the study, and it was done by psychologists, so you would expect that. But that doesn't mean that um, people can't engage in both changing their own personality, yeah. but also as coaches engaged in helping people to change their personality. You. But what it is saying is that you've really got to think through about how you're going about that. So they had a clear plan yeah. for every participant, and that plan was different for every participant depending on what they wanted to achieve. Yeah. Um, so you, and clearly they had, uh, although again they don't go into the details in the paper, they had an idea about the steps that are going to be required to move somebody from. Things like neuroticism are a bit easier because it tends to be around about anxiety. So there's some well-worn steps here about yes. reducing people's anxiety and giving them more confidence. Um, the, the the thing around conscientiousness I find quite interesting mm. because the, you know how do you what are the steps that are going to go to make somebody have that sense of um, more efficiency and and moving into that and it sounds like it's more habits developing the habits yes and then that changes the personality as people learn that they can actually do it yeah so they become more conscientious they become more yeah organized yeah and and certainly there's a lot of evidence to suggest that i know myself you know i've, I've moved from being very chaotic to you know, these days because of the, my work i'm having to be a lot more organized yeah. yeah and as a result i've become much more conscientious and because you know kind of running the oxford review i'm much more aware of the outcomes being responsible for those yeah whereas years ago when i was an employee at lower levels i didn't i just did my job really and that's what i was doing so there has been a shift but that's a kind of a maturation issue and something maybe in there around um that kind of tapping into a more intrinsic motivation that mm. then kind of um provides you with a very compelling reason for um, you know, the, seeing conscientiousness as something that enables you to achieve things that are, are really important and very kind of values-based and yes. having a real sense of kind of purpose mm. and um, that actually really helps with some of those things. It's yes. um, yeah. Well, actually, one of the things this this um, paper has has answered for me because there's always been an assumption because I've always known that people do change their personality over age mm. and with some of the things that I've I've worked on. Um, in the past around um, trauma 
and so sudden trauma can change people's yes. personality. They can go, you know, a, a death of a, a loved one or a, an accident or being involved in a large-scale disaster mm. can create personality changes. And quite often you find after those kinds of major life experiences, mm. people come out quite differently and they can come out significantly differently in either positive or negative ways. Yeah. So, you know, you can have people who were quite steady and okay suddenly becoming alcoholics or drug addicts or the opposite way around, actually become kinder yeah. and you know more engaged in the world. And I'd, I'd kind, of, I think I'd kind of always assumed that that kind of large-scale change was going to be as a result of some kind of emotional shift, a trauma or something like that. But yeah. this is, you know, suggesting that, well, more than suggesting, it's showing that we can plan. We can say actually this is the kind of person I want to be, yes. and take steps towards yes. that. And yes, yes. Doesn't you know we're not fixed? No. But, you know this idea that I'm just a type of person. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. And mm. that whole—it's uh, one of the things that um, I find myself reflecting on more and more is this idea, and it's one of the things I know I'm talking about more with leaders and working on more and more increasingly with coaches. Mm. Is this idea of in every that moments matter? That in every yeah. moment we're making choices about what we do, who mm. we are, how we behave, and actually in that process of how we are being in a moment, we are becoming a, another person, yes. or you know, we are yeah. constantly in that yes. kind of journey of change um, and being more deliberate, mindful. And I think that's uh, one of the key things mm. in here, isn't it? Is this idea of being intentional about that yes because it's happening anyway yeah you know every yes every day we are making choices Definitely. and in what we choose today we're kind of shaping who we are mm. and some of the things that we're doing the next day etc and that if we bring a bit of intentionality mm. to that I th and i think that 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 whole thing about mindfulness is really quite important yes. that that noticing where i am and where i want to be and taking the steps because quite often we're not thinking about ourselves in a day-to-day -day thing we're just getting on with yeah. stuff yeah without thinking about the effect and how we're doing it. Yeah. This is saying that we can have an awful lot more control. And from a coaching point of view, this is really powerful. Oh, and, and what's so great about research like this is being able to share research like this with your coaches. Mm. Because you're coming back to what you yeah. were saying earlier about kind of fixed mindset versus growth mindset if you like and there's something quite compelling sometimes about being able to say to a coachy well well actually here's this is what some of the research is actually indicating yes. about the ability for us to be able to change yes. some of these core traits yeah and actually sometimes kind of hearing that research opens people's minds up to the possibility yep. that well if they can maybe i can and yes. um, tackling some of that i think is really helpful yeah de definitely it, 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 it certainly opens up possibilities for people and it also opens up possibilities for coaches because yeah. there'll be a lot of coaches listening to this who won't, and I hadn't until I read the paper, really considered using coaching in this way. Yeah. It was largely about more transactional things. Yes. But this becomes really powerful because you can move mountains with coaches yeah. using this kind of thing. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Great. Good. Thank you. Okay. Do you just want to yeah, say so what I'll the say a little is? bit more about um, give you the full yeah. reference. So um, the reference for the paper we've been talking about today. Then um, the paper is application of a ten-week coaching program designed to facilitate volitional personality change and um, overall effects on personality and the impact of targeting. It was published in the International Journal of Evidence-Based Coaching and Mentoring. 
Um, and the authors of the paper were Alan, Leeson and Martin. Um, and it was published only a few months ago, I think, a couple That's, of months ago. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. just about, about a month ago. Yeah. So, it, you know, hot off the press, as hot it off were. The press. So yes. New research briefing in that way. Yeah. That's brilliant. Thank you very much. And uh, that's the end of another research briefing from the Oxford Review. Goodbye. From Sarah. And goodbye from me, David. Thank you for listening to the Oxford Review podcast. For free research briefings, audio and video research briefings, research infographics and a whole lot more, visit oxford-review.com. That's oxford-review.com. And please, subscribe, rate and review this podcast. It would mean a lot to us to have your feedback so that we can make this podcast even better for you. Mm -hmm.